Good evening, folks. Here we are on Friday night, um, day 19 of our 40 days toward revitalization. Day 19 toward uh, 40 days of revitalization. <coughs> Put a cough drop in my mouth. Get ready here. Should have already done that before I went online. Hi, Wanda. And there's Linda. Hey, Jenny. She come on first. Peggy Sanders. Hi, Peggy. Good to see you all coming on. Got a good number coming on. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Hi, Mary Grace. And Ed. Hopefully Ed's sitting over there listening. Um. Uh, Mary Hess. Hi, Mary. Diane, good to see you tonight. Uh, and um, Bradley, Dorothy Goins. We, Jenny and I was talking about Dorothy today. And, uh, and uh, I miss Bradley. Um, and, um, and he was, uh, he was, he was a wonderful, wonderful man. And Dorothy, uh, he loved you more than life itself. And um, I know you miss him. Hi, Brother Tim. Janice Rose, Peggy Fleming, good evening. Mary, hi there. Good to see you. Patty, my sister. Brenda Agins, hi, Brenda. Praying for you all. And... Um, uh, numbers are coming up good. Sheila Mead. Hi, Sheila. Uh, here we are on day 19. <coughs> Tomorrow, uh, Linda says, pray for Sherry Mullins. Hairdresser in town. Sister died today. Oh, my. Uh, sorry to hear that. Hi, Kent. You and Paula's on here. Norma. Hi, Norma Robinson. Melissa's us paying. Hi, Melissa. How are you doing, Missy? Good to see you. I hope, tell Chris I said hi. I think about you all a lot. Hi, Myra. Um, and, uh, but yeah, tomorrow we're going to be halfway through our 40 days of toward revitalization. Uh, hey, um, hi, Mary. Um, and, it's um, here day nineteen today, and uh, I've I've enjoyed it uh, tremendously. Uh, it's not been convenient uh, for any of us. We've all taken time to uh, be a part of this. Hi, Lita. Good evening to you, and uh, Mary Cricket Cartwright. Hi, Mary. Uh, and the Lord's worked on me awful. I'm telling you, God's done some things in my heart that uh, need to be done. Uh, and sometimes we don't like it that way, but uh, uh, I've enjoyed it. Hi, Sue Mullins. Uh, how are you? Good to see you on here tonight. I was talking to uh, your son-in-law this morning. Um and uh, I know that there's a lot of others watching, and uh, but 
uh, here we're only halfway through. I'm liable to bust when we get all the way through here because uh, on our 40 days, as much as God has blessed me in this and, um, and felt his spirit, I hope you all have too. I felt his presence and uh, and I just uh, hope and pray that uh, you all have as well. And hi, Patty Sykes. Good evening to you. Um, and it's been cold here in Clintwood today. There's Danny Lambert. Hi, Danny Lambert, uh, our mayor here in town. Uh, good to see you, Danny. I messaged you earlier. We're working on some things, but um, uh, uh, but it's been kind of cool here, uh, a damp cold. Uh, and yesterday was like in the high 60s, and today's in the low 30s. Now it's in the 20s here. But hi, Betty. Good to see you. Wow, we've got a great number on tonight. And uh, good to see you all here on a Friday night. I hope you're doing well today. And um, might want to get your pencil and paper. Uh, I might say something that's worth writing down and hopefully remembering but uh, I want to I want to preempt what I'm going to talk about tonight. Tonight, I'm going to talk about authenticity of being authentic. Uh, many times, I will say in in my messages or to people that we need to get our hearts right with God, uh, and that doesn't mean. And I, I don't normally clarify what I'm saying. And sometimes I do, but to me, this is me. Uh, hi, Jerry Ryder. Good to see you tonight again, brother. Um, and I'm going to talk about that tonight. And it doesn't mean that you're backslid and different. Hi, Leslie Varney, and uh, good to see you. Um, it, it means that... I, I, every morning I get up, some mornings I'm not right with God. I'm in a bad mood, uh, and I have to get in a good mood. And after prayer and 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 some, you know, meditating on God's Word and asking Him to forgive me and, uh, you know, some other things, that maybe before the day's over I'll get, get right with God. Uh, and this is me, uh, and I'm talking about, me and and so you'll understand hopefully a little more or a little better as we go through here tonight on being authentic um the the bible teaches us that david the the king david and wrote most of the book of psalms um that he was a man after god's own heart and I, I've often wondered about that because David was one of the biggest sinners I've ever read about in my life. Uh, you know, he doubted God on a regular basis. He had hundreds of wives and concubines. Uh, and uh, he he just, you know, was constantly doing something. And But yet the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. And I'll make a statement here in a little bit that maybe it'll help you to understand this. But I want you to go to Matthew chapter 6. 
verse 1. And, uh, uh, and then we're going to read there in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. And I'm going to read through about verse 15. And so, hi, Pat McFall. Good to see you, Pat. And it says, Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Now, let me say to you here that your alms there, that Jesus was talking about in the King James translation, uh, how King James translated what Jesus was saying. What it means is, is your righteous acts, the the good things that you might do, uh, feeding the poor, uh, visiting the sick. Um, you get the idea. It's when you're going out doing your righteous deeds or your righteous acts, he's saying, and you're doing them before men uh, to be seen of them. Otherwise, don't do this because otherwise you're, you'll have no reward from your heavenly Father, which is in heaven. Now, James told us that pure religion and undefiled before God is this, that you visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and you keep yourself unspotted from the world. And so what he was saying was don't make a show of what you're doing. Don't make a show of your righteous acts. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms or thy, your righteous acts, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy right hand know what thy or excuse me, don't let thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And it could be talking about offerings or uh, anything that is a righteous deed or a righteous act, anything that's biblical or scripture, those type of things. But And when thou prayest, now he he. He's talking about doing righteous acts. Now he's coming down to pray. When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for thy, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, Pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Um, let me go on. Be not ye therefore likened to them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore pray ye. Now he's going to teach us how to pray. Hi, Johnny Baker. Uh, and uh, and so, uh, yeah, Jerry, that's a good point. And we'll get to that here, and hopefully if I don't forget about it. Uh, but 
our our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. And I'm going to stop there for just a moment. These passages, and and Jerry, a preacher friend of mine, I believe David searched after God's heart. He longed as we should for a personal relationship with our Creator, and and we'll get into that, yeah. And and so, but this passage of Scripture uh, links prayer in a believer's life with at least three critical heart elements. And this is what I want you to remember tonight. There, There's three critical things here that are a matter of the heart. We've talked about that before, and, and we'll understand a little more about how David could have been a man after God's own heart, of what his desire was. He wasn't perfect, and I'm going to make a statement here in a moment. These, these heart elements that I'm talking about, uh, when they're laid out before... Uh, uh, before God by the work of the Holy Spirit, when they're laid out to us and and before us, they they reveal whether or not a believer is rightly aligned with God's heart. This doesn't make us perfect. It makes us usable and believable. Um, and I was thinking of this earlier, that as we look at David's life, he longed to be in that personal relationship with God, and he he had a more difficult time of it than what we have today because we have the Holy Spirit of God living in our lives on a daily basis. But the, the thing I want you to think about tonight and to really apply to your heart and to your life is is these three things that we're going to talk about here in a moment that 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 describe to us or help us to understand is our hearts aligned with God's heart. And so as I said a moment ago, I wrote this down on my paper there a little while ago as I was thinking about it and pondering it. This this doesn't make me perfect if my heart's aligned with God's. It just makes me usable and believable uh, to people that are around me. And we we see that what Matthew is talking about here in, in chapter 6, as he's describing what went on here, that it's to people publicly, not to God, but to what people are seeing and what people are hearing and how we're responding or how we were doing. Here's three things. Write them down, if you would. Three things that I believe that are matters of the heart that, that would describe to us and and tell us whether or not our hearts are aligned with God. One of them is, hi, Billy, is theatrics. In verse 1 and verse 5, he tells us to beware of practicing our righteousness before men to be noticed by them. We don't want to put on an act. 
we don't want to act like we're more spiritual than what we really are. In fact, if we have to act spiritual, then we're not spiritual. If we have to act humble, then we're not humble. Uh, I tease a lot and I say I'm the most humble individual I know. And when I say a stupid statement like that, that proves that I'm not very humble uh, and that I'm not showing humility. But I'm I'm kidding in that statement whenever I say that. But but many times in, in our lives as Christians, there's a lot of theatrics there that that we are practicing our our righteous deeds to be noticed or or to uh to be liked or or to draw notice to ourselves that so that they might notice what we're doing uh we might uh you know flash a 20 you know when we're putting it in the offering plate to make people think we're giving a lot of money uh into the offering plate and people will see it and and uh uh, or hi Francis, there's my bu- my buddy Francis, my sweetheart, and I've been praying for you all today, you and Marshall. Uh, and and so we've got to be careful there. And the second one, I'm gonna use a big word. Boy, I've got a doctorate degree, uh, and I'm gonna be flashy here tonight. Huh? I'm using theatrics, uh, but I'm gonna use a a big word here: verbosity. Uh, that verbosity is is it could be translated a lot of different ways or described a lot of different ways. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say it in a uh, I don't know Mary Cricket. I don't know if Terry's on or not. Uh, she had a big deal down in uh, had an MRI and stuff today, so I'm not sure if she's back home or where she is. But uh, and she in fact you might want to call her. She may have forgot about it, but. But it means wordiness. And what it means is when you're praying, do not use meaningly, meaning, meaningless repetitions, as it says in verse 7. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Uh, and can I say something here real quick? Um, that... I never did put a lot of stake in public prayers. Uh, And please don't get upset with me on that. I pray publicly. A lot of people pray publicly. But unless you're really used to it, unless you are really in tune with God in this, uh, but you think about it. Uh, In the church I grew up in, uh, you know, we... A lot of us would sit there and think, well, I hope the preacher doesn't call on me to pray and dismiss or, or open up in prayer. And and then you'd find yourself practicing a prayer if the preacher did call on you to pray. And so why I say I don't put a lot of stake in public prayers is because we're too concerned about what we're going to say to the people that are listening rather than to what we're going to say to the man that's listening or the God that's listening, that we we don't make that spiritual connection with God. We're more aware of the people that are around us rather than going before the throne of God. And it's a good thing 
that the Holy Spirit of God knows what we mean to say to be able to take to heaven. And and I, I pray publicly. I call on people to pray publicly. But one of the things that, and I've said before too, if you call on somebody and they pray for like five or ten minutes, then that tells me they don't have much of a prayer life at home uh, or in private because yeah, they're praying at all when they get to church. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that in because Jesus said, don't pray long prayers. In fact, he told us how to pray, starting with in verse 9. He said, after this manner, pray. Get to the point. You don't have to dwell on the point. Hit the high notes and amen and get out of there. This is a public prayer. But he tells us that when we do pray, in verse 6, go into our closets and pray that we ask God in secret, we shut the door to where nobody else is listening, to where nobody else is, is paying any attention, then you can get wordy with God. But he's saying out in public, don't get wordy with God because when you get wordy with God in public, people are impressed. Wow, listen to them. Uh, listen to what they have to say. Uh, and people are listening to your prayer uh, rather than praying themselves. And I have people all the time say uh, to me, uh, to other people, boy, that was a pretty prayer. Well, why weren't you praying? And so, uh, or I love to hear such and such pray. Uh, well, why don't you pray as well? And so, yeah, there we go. Let me get off of that subject. So, so don't so hear these things, if we're using theatrics in our practice of righteousness, and if we're being long-winded in our prayer life in public, then thirdly, forgiveness. That he says, forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors in 12, 14, and 15. Do we practice those three things or do we not practice those four, three things we should not be using theatrics there's one that if we are sincere and authentic in our service to the Lord if we're passing out soup to shut-ins if we're uh, visiting shut-ins uh, we don't broadcast it. We don't tell everybody about it because uh, there's a lot of times that I visit people in the community that most people don't even know that I visited other than the people that I've been there to uh, because I don't tell anybody because because many times people will, uh, people will think good of the preacher because he's out there doing this or uh, or whatever, but we don't make an issue, and that's why I don't, boy, I tell you, I'm about to get off on these people on TV, these evangelists and everything that make a show out of out of healing people or or the preaching or the, the fog and the purple lights and all of these things, the theatrics in, in our righteous work and our righteous performances before God that we make, wow, you know, people go to their churches and 
Now, if you're going to a concert, that's one thing. But when you're going into a worship service, that's totally a different thing. Is our heart aligned with God in that we're being authentic in our service to God? Is our heart aligned with God when we are plain and to the point in our prayer lives? And is our heart aligned with God when he forgave us of our debts that we should be forgiving the debts of other people or the trespasses of other people as they are doing something against us or to us. Sometimes we act one way in church, very spiritual. Oh, we're righteous. We're holy. We're, you know, we're, we look the look, you know, we've got our, our white shirts and ties on or or and we've got our finest outfits on and we're looking the look and we're acting walking the walk and doing all of those things and and then when we go home or when we get out into the community we're totally different people and if our hearts are aligned with God if our hearts are what I call right with God then we're not going to worry about the theatrics of our service to him and we're not going to worry about the words that we use and the flowery words of how we impress other people when we pray or when we talk and we are going to forgive one another we are going to forgive people uh, not to be saved but because God forgives us on a daily basis for our trespasses against him we ought to forgive others their trespasses against us. Authenticity, to be authentic. There's no place, none, there's no place uh, in, in the Lord's church. There's no place in any of our churches or in any of our lives for hypocrisy. Jesus warned his followers uh, not to make their faith activities a performance to impress others, as I read here just a little while ago. And so neither should any of us uh, or any believer judge others because there's, there's a lot of stuff in our own lives that is yet to be judged as well. And Peggy said there's too many people like that. And that's exactly right, Peggy. There is a lot of people like that. Instead, Jesus both lived and taught authenticity in our relationships with him and with each other. Now, hi, Luella. Uh, the Lord knows our hearts. We can't pull one over on his eyes. We can't pretend to be something that we're not to God or to Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit knows of. We, we're not going to get by with it with him, but we might be able to get by with it with other people. We might be able to pull the wool over somebody else's eye and pretend to be something that we're really not. And I, and I had to look at my life today as I was preparing for tonight and, and say, Lord, I hope and pray that I've never done that. I hope and pray that uh, I can tell you 
uh, I wish maybe Jenny could tell you, she's watching here as well, or other people that know me real well, my brother Jeff or my sister Patty can tell me that what you see in, or tell you all that what you see in church, you see other places as well. I'm the same in church as I am at home. I'm the same at, at church as I am in the community. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, what you see is what you get. That That's it. I'm not I'm not a holier-than-thou individual. In fact, some people have said uh, I should act a little better, but I, that's just what it would be as an act. Uh, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm still, uh, Patty said, yes, he is. So uh, I haven't seen Jenny come on here and say anything yet. But but anyway, that I, I'm not a holier-than-thou person. I've got my faults just like everybody and anybody else. And so I uh, I try and be authentic in everything that I do and everything that I say. And, uh, and so the Lord, he was particular about this. He wanted us to understand that there needed to be authenticity in our lives to be an authentic Christian. And when we first started this, we talked about the the need for revitalization, the need for uh, an, uh, imbuing feeling in our lives, F-E-E-L-I-N-G, and quality in our lives, that we need quality Christians that won't only just talk the talk, but walk the walk. Uh, and I, I'm going to read uh, two scriptures. And I want to ask you, it is, and I had to ask myself this today as well, uh, if either one of these statements was true about me or about people in my church or even people that I know. And, uh, and the first one's in Matthew chapter 15, verse 8 and 9. Uh, it says, These people draw nine to me, with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Uh, and what he's saying is they're teaching, saying that these are biblical doctrines, but they're really just commandments of men that you've got to act a certain way or you've got to be a certain way. Well, if it's not in God's word, you don't have to. But but here he said that these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. There's many a time that preachers have gotten in the pulpit and preached the word of God and their hearts weren't right. There's been many a time that we've spoke our religious language and our hearts weren't in tune with God. Now, I'm, on, I'm trying to get you to understand something. I'm not saying that you're not saved. I'm just saying that your heart is not in tune with God, that you're not seeking after God's heart, that you're not trying to understand what God wants out of your life. So there's the first statement. Now the second one is in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 19. For out of the heart 
proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulterers, adulteries, excuse me, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemes. These are the things which defile a man. Now, I'm going to say something, and it's probably going to make some folks mad, but that's okay. You have to get over it. Um, We'll come to church and we'll talk about we don't like homosexuality or we're against abortion or we're against fornication, we're against adultery, we're against all these other things. And outside of church, we'll support those activities. We'll watch them on TV. We'll laugh at them. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pay for them. Uh, and and we're, we're against it in God's house, but we laugh at it in our own houses. Um, ouch. Our hearts are not right with God. We're being hypocritical. Uh, we're not loving the people that are involved in those things. Uh, we're, we're talking about being against so many things, but we're not loving the people that are involved in those things. And so our hearts uh, or our lips, excuse me, uh, are speaking the language but our hearts are far from God. And in vain, they worship the Lord. And then in Matthew fifteen nineteen, for out of the heart come evil thoughts. Uh, I know churches that, there's Terry Taylor. I know churches that, that had um, people that were living in fornication, teaching Sunday school, their hearts weren't right with God. Uh, in fact, the church wasn't had to allow that to go on. But, but as we look at these things, that we've got to understand there's a heart element. It's not just the physical. It's not just the, she had company, sorry. People were asking about you, Terry. It's not just going through the physical actions because if we if it is, then we're doing like what Jesus spoke of there in chapter six of Matthew when I just read to you. If you're doing your alms in front of the people so that they can notice and think that you're doing a really good job, aren't they a spiritual person? Aren't they a wonderful individual? Well, they're just they're so close to God and realizing that that they're they're a long ways from God. Mary says, pray, I'm always waiting on God. Don't like the sin, but pray for the sinner. Amen. Uh, God loves the sinner. Uh, he loved me. Uh, I'm still a sinner saved by grace, and he still loves me. Uh, but God doesn't like the sin, but he loved the sinner. He died for them. He died. Get this, folks. He died for the worst sinner we could ever imagine in this world. He died for a uh, Osama bin Laden. He died for uh, Gaddafi. He he died for uh, any, uh, the mass murderers. He died for everybody. Jesus died for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. And 
Jesus died for all of the world. So these two statements and these two verses of Scripture here are very important for us. But when we fail to be authentic with Jesus, we will undoubtedly be playing a masquerade with our fellow worshipers and our fellow believers. And people can see through us. People people know whether we're being fake or not. Uh, we may play a good part. We may do a good job at it. But people will know. Uh, and and we need to be careful at that. But we need to repent of our of our lack of uh, authenticity. We need to repent of the lack of sincerity in our lives and 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 come clean with Jesus. I believe about our hypocrisy uh, today. Uh, we need to come clean with Jesus. Because if we, if, if we hate the sinner, we're hypocrites. Jesus told us to love our enemy. Janus put on, ye who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Yeah, I get hit in the head with my own stone every now and then myself. Uh, and, but uh, um, it, it's crazy. Uh, I saw a thing the other day. Janet, you brought that up, of how the Chinese Bible, they have a Bible over there in China. Uh, it's what I understand. But in the Chinese Bible, when they tell the story of the woman caught in, the, caught in adultery, they, they uh, say that they go through the whole thing. He who is without sin, let him first cast the stone. All, everybody leaves. And then at the end of it, they say, and Jesus turns around and stones the woman to death himself and says, I'm a sinner too. And that's in the Chinese Bible, basically. Of course, it's not in God's Word, but uh, but being hypocritical. And so they're making Jesus to be a hypocrite and not authentic. And so that's the indoctrination that they give to the people that are there. Three things that that help us to understand whether our hearts are aligned with God. Are we using theatrics in our righteous deeds? Are we putting on a show when we go to church? Verbosity or wordiness? When we're praying, do we just keep repeating meaningless phrases? Do we keep repeating meaningless words? Or publicly when we pray, get to the point, bring out the points and amen and get over with it. And then for you and I to be the type of individuals to forgive because God has forgiven us, not to hold grudges, not to, not to be self-righteous, uh, not to look down on anybody else, but not to act one way in church and then another at home or in our communities or where we're at. I wrote down some things here before I went online this evening. Um, I'm praying for renewal and revitalization in my life. I'm praying that God will do something unexplainable in my life. I'm, I'm praying that I'll be authentic 
every day of my life. I would love if people could look at me after I'm gone and say that Joe Hutchinson was a man after God's own heart. He wasn't perfect. And God knows that I'm not. But that I'm a man after God's own heart. I want to be in line with God's heart. I want to be rightly aligned with God's heart. I, I don't want to be his heart up here and mine down here. I want to be right behind him. I, I want to be in line with it, on the same line with it. I'm praying for that in my life. I'm praying for that in your life as well. After we finish this 40 days toward revitalization. I've already been praying about some things, but there's some specific things that I'm going to pray about. And I wanted to challenge you as well tonight to to write down some things that, um, and I'm not saying to start praying about them, but in, and when I finish, hopefully you'll understand what I'm going to say. I've, I've written down four things in particular that I'm praying about or going to pray about and really get serious about after we finish this 40 days toward revitalization because right now I'm concentrating on me and you. That God would do a work in our lives um, so that when this is over with, that we can begin to do a work in the life of others and in the life of the church, that we can help bring that about in some way or another. I've written down four things. There's a lot more that God's dealt with my heart about. I feel like he's dealt with my heart about. But there's four things in particular that I think that need to happen. Um, and that I'm I'm asking God if he'll have something or if he will do something unbelievable and unexplainable and if he wants these four things to happen because I've learned something and I've known it all my life and I've understood it all my life and my neighbor Janice in fact I'm kind of aggravated with her tonight she brought the power bill over to the, this evening stuck it in the door and I was kind of depressed over that it, it's growing every month um, but uh, at least I have a warm place to starve to death because uh, we've been out shopping trying to buy food but but all of this is I'm praying for certain things. And I'm just kidding you about being mad at Janice. I can be mad at Janice. She'll quit making me dessert. I'm asking God to do something in our life. I'll trade with you. Yeah, I bet I'll, I would say that your house is a little more than mine here over, or this one over here. Um, but it's going up uh, a little bit, a little more every month. But anyway... Um, I would encourage you, if if God's put some things, <coughs> excuse me, on your heart, 
my biggest concern is not that God will do these things, but that God's in these things. I believe, hi Golden Vance, I believe that God's in this revitalization process that we're going through. I believe that God's in this. I have felt his presence. I have felt his power. I, I know what he's done in my life. I know what he's leading in my life. I know this. But Janice and I talked about this some time ago. She texted me and wanted to talk to me, and, and we we talked on the phone. And uh, they were going to begin to pray to find where God was and not not so much pray that, God, will you bless what I'm doing, but God, will you show me where you are and let me come there and you bless there. And so as a pastor and leading the church, I've pastored several churches and I and I can say that I know some things that'll work in church to help grow a church. And one of the main things is is preaching the word of God. Um, um and and so I there's a lot of other things that we can try, but uh hi Carolyn, but we need to I believe, uh, this is me, I'm saying this. I need to find where God is and where God is working. But in order to be able to understand that and to hear his voice and not be so concerned about what I want him to say, but to hear his voice, and to be willing to listen to his voice and act upon what he's saying, to find where he is and to work there, to, to find what he wants. All of these other things have to take place. I have to be revitalized. I have to be renewed. I have to have new feeling. I have to have quality in my Christian life. I have to have my heart in line with God. I have to be authentic. I have to be in his word. I have to be the branch that's connected to the vine. I have to abide in him in order to be able to know where he is, in order to be able to understand where he is, be able to understand what he's doing, and to be able to become a part of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, I believe that with all of my heart. I need that in my life. I'll finish with this statement. I want my heart to be in line with God's heart. I, he, Psalm 23 tells us that he will lead us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I... I I'm not I started to say probably, but I'm gonna take that word back. I have brought shame to his name in the past. I have tarnished his goodness in the past. 
I don't want to do that anymore. I, I don't want I don't want to feel that any longer. I don't want that anymore. I want to follow him and not ask him to follow me. I want him to bless me, but I don't want him to bless me where I am because where I am may not be where he wants me to be. His and him, yes, Alita. His namesake. It's for him, not me. It's not my namesake. It's not so people will remember me so they'll remember him. I remember there was a group of men came to the disciples one day and said, Sirs, we must see Jesus. When I... When I stand in the pulpit, I don't want people to see me. They got to, I'm there. I know that. But I don't want them to go out of the church and say, wow, preacher, that was, what a great message. I want them to go out of the church and say, wow, what a great Savior. What a great God. I want them to see Jesus Christ. I want them to see the things that are going on in the Lord's realm, not me. And I want them to be able to say about me, he's following God. His heart is in line with God's heart. The proof will be in the pudding, as they say. Tomorrow will be halfway through. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's been tremendous. Myra, I don't know why your sound went off. I think other people are hearing all right. I hope everybody else. Uh, and so, um, may God bless you tonight. Wow, we got a great number on, nearly 40 on here tonight and uh, show it on the screen, and and I appreciate Can I tell you something real quick uh, before we go, and I've kept you a little bit long, uh, and, and we'll just be planning on this. I'm excited about this. Uh, uh, Danny Lambert was on a little while ago, and Myra's on. Uh, Danny is our mayor here in Clintwood right now, filling out the term of our late mayor, Donald Baker, and... Uh, we're working on something that Donald wanted to do uh, in our community. Uh, hey, Myra, it's back. Good. Uh, and uh, Lord willing, uh, we've got, uh, we're, we're going to be bringing back in the Rusty Nail Crossing with the McLemore family, Daniel, Linda, Emma, Maggie, and Gabe. Um uh, and they're a bluegrass gospel group, and he's an evangelist. And we're going to be bringing them back in uh, June the 19th of this year. That'll be here before you know it. And um, But something that Mayor Don Baker wanted to do, uh, and he, he uh, really kept after me for a lot until he got sick, uh, wanting me to do this. And uh, 
and he wanted to bring the Macklemores back into the area and put up the stage out on the football field, the old football field, and and on a Saturday and just have a and bring in another group or two and and had just have an awesome time with bluegrass gospel and bluegrass and and that's my favorite. I love bluegrass gospel and bluegrass music as well. But um, so Lord willing, we're working on this right now. We have the New Harvest Brothers, their local group here. They're awesome. I've heard them and they're tremendous. And the Rusty Nail Crossing, both of those groups are committed to coming on June the 7th, uh, the 18th, I'm sorry, June the 18th on a Saturday night, and it's going to be at the Jetty Baker Center, and we're, it, we'll let you know what time, and, uh, and more for sure on that, we're going to be advertising it heavy, uh, we're getting sponsors, we've got about four sponsors already for that night, and, uh, we may get one more group. I'm not sure, but I'm I'm tickled with the two of them. Uh, they're going to do an awesome job. Hi, Sherry. And so you all be praying about that if you would, but uh, and thinking about that, and we'll let you know more about it. But I'm excited about it, and uh, and I'm and I know that our Mayor Don would be excited as well. Uh, I. I bet uh, if the Lord's telling him, saying, hey, Don, they're bringing those people back into Clintwood uh, and going to do something, and, and we're we're going to do it in memory of Donald Baker. And um, and so Danny and I have talked about it a number of times, and, and we're working on it. So And people can come from all over. Uh, so may God bless you tonight. Thank you all so much for being here with us. Remember tomorrow night, uh, come be a